Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Gosh, I am just feeling so incredibly blessed to be part of this church. Anyone else? Come on. I am really excited to be here tonight and to share this message with you. This message is uh, very real to my life and very important to me. And I really believe that God can help you and meet you through it tonight if you're just open to Him. I don't know if you know, but the God that got all of us inside this room tonight, He is incredibly big. He is incredibly powerful. He actually transcends our own human intellect. He transcends our human feelings and emotions. He transcends our human existence and He is here and He can speak to you. And uh, you don't even have to take my word for that tonight. If you are up for it, why don't you just ask Him to show you something of Himself that you've not experienced before. Uh, Even if you're not quite sure if He's real, look, if He's not, there's nothing to lose, right? You can just ask Him now quietly in your heart, in your mind. The thing is, regardless of what I say or do not say, if you are open to Him, He can get to you. Um, Amen. And I would like to start this evening by reading some scriptures over us from the Bible about peace. All right, let's get into it. John 14, 27. This is Jesus. He is talking to His disciples uh, before He left the earth. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Philippians 4, 6-7. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 2 Thessalonians 3.16, now may the Lord of peace Himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with all of you. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. John 16.33, and this is Jesus talking before He went to the cross. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Who was blessed by those Scriptures? Me too. Who believes that those Scriptures are true? Me too. But just flick back through your week this week, the last seven days that you have lived. Who could honestly say that those Scriptures were your living, breathing, waking, sleeping reality? Right? Peace in all, ta- in all ways at all times. How many of us can honestly say that our lives are defined by peace? I don't know. We, we have this general awareness um, in, in society that our mental condition across the modern West is not looking very good, right? We hear about that all the time. We're probably even a bit numb to it at this point. But I don't know if you've ever actually looked into it uh, and researched where we actually are at globally. I don't recommend it if you haven't, but little snapshot. Our 2021 census revealed that the most prevalent chronic condition experienced by Australians, it's not asthma, it's not arthritis, it's mental illness. 
One in eight Australians is currently experiencing high or very high psychological distress. One in seven Australians is currently experiencing an anxiety condition. And one in four of us will at some point in our life. That's a quarter of us. Um, and th these diagnoses, they get worse the younger we go. This is plaguing young people considerably more than the older population. There are these growing sub-communities on social media where young people are finding identity, where anxiety is not even just normal, it's trending. It's like become cool. You guys all know what I mean when I say that. In 2019, Julia Michaels and Selena Gomez released this song called Anxiety, which kind of just talks about not being able to escape the mental battle in your mind. And a week later, it was the most added song uh, across radio in the country. Terrible song, don't look it up. If we zoom out a little globally, yeah, well, um, I didn't, I, I warned you, don't, yeah. Uh, the, in 2018, the American book chain, Barnes & Noble, they reported a 25% increase, um, increase in sales on their books regarding anxiety in just one year. And that was pre-COVID, right? Things have exacerbated since then. Pew Research put out a study in 2019 saying that 70% of young people in the US consider anxiety and depression the most major problem that they face more than drugs, more than alcohol, more than bullying. There, I'm not gonna read us any more stats, I don't, yeah, that's enough. Um, these, these stats and facts, right, they are concerning and they are confronting, but I think that if we are honest tonight, we will admit that we don't even need to hear those facts to know that this is real and this is true because most of us are navigating some kind of personal and tangible concern with our own mental well-being every day, right? Maybe you are represented in some of those stats that I read this evening. Maybe you're not represented in stats that talk about mental illness or um, mental disorders, but in your life you do experience some level of anxiousness or you navigate the state of being overwhelmed or you are burdened with stress or you grapple with burnout or you struggle to regulate your emotions or maybe all of the above. I think I can admit all of the above have been true for me. And even if not, which if you say you haven't experienced any of those things, I don't know if I believe you, but even if not, we all know and care about someone who has and does, right? So what do we do with this? Because I believe with everything that I am, that the words Jesus speaks are true. I, and many of us in this room, we believe. He gives us a peace not of this world, a peace that transcends understanding, a peace that guards our hearts and our minds. But at the same time, we do look around at the world and see the disconnect. So how do we reconcile this? How do we get the peace of God into our lived experience? Let's find out. If you would, uh, humour me for a second, just take a moment in your mind and construct the most peaceful scenario for yourself that you can. For me, this would look like every single task in my to-doist has been completed, okay? My coming week is fully planned out to the detail. Every phone call's been made, every text has been responded to, all the emails dealt with. No one is waiting on me. I'm organised and I am looking at the ocean with a coffee, right? For, come on. I don't know if it's ever happened yet, but maybe one day. Maybe for you, it is the kids are sorted out for the whole week. Or the kids are away. Or the kids are away for the whole week. I don't know. Or maybe it is that the baby is sleeping properly, the house is clean, meals have been prepped. Maybe it's that the biggest life, uh, problem in your life now has been resolved. Maybe it's that all your assignments submitted, you're up to date with your study, career's flourishing, 
Incomes on the increase, relationships in goods, I don't know, whatever. Just um, take a moment to actually think about that for yourself. All right. Whatever your moment of ultimate peace looks like, would you ask yourself in this picture, are you in control? I will take the liberty of guessing that yes, you very much are in control in your perfect peace idea. See, anxiety can be defined as a feeling of worry, nervousness or unease, typically about an approaching event with an uncertain outcome. And peace is defined by our culture as freedom from disturbance, as tranquility. We know that we live in a society that is desperately pursuing peace in the midst of anxiety. We ache for peace. But what we might not realise is that what we are often looking for is freedom from uncertainty. We are looking for the tranquility of being able to know and predict what is coming where we're headed, what people are going to think about us, what life looks like today and what it's going to look like in the future. We are seeking control. The writer Wendell Berry, he speaks to how there's just something about being human that craves control. We want to know that we can treat life as knowable, predictable. We have this deep urge to like manipulate the world around us so that we can keep ourselves from harm, so that nothing bad will ever happen to us, so that we can manage our fear. And we believe that we can get there. We live under the illusion that we can control our our lives, but this world can't be mastered. No matter how much science we develop or wealth we accrue or technology we develop, we still can't even control the weather, right? There was a psychological survey released a few years ago that estimates that the average person in the West has 15% of the control that they think they do over their lives. 15%. It's full on. And, and COVID did show us that in many ways. And, you know, if you have ever had like a blindsiding life incident hit you, you probably resonate with that. It sounds like bad news at first, but if we just sit with it for a few moments, it's actually incredibly freeing and very releasing. Because if we don't really have much control over this world and this life, then the fact that it exists is a pure miracle. Okay, think about it. We don't live in a world that is purposeless and meaningless. Yes, there is pain and there is brokenness and there is difficulty, but there is, almost, there is also so much joy and goodness and beauty. And the fact that any of that exists is a miracle. It is a gift from God. We may not be able to manipulate the world to never harm us and always give us what we want, but we can live in it peacefully with an open hand and with a deep trust in the miracle worker who created it, the one we sang about just now. We look at life and the world as something that we must control and achieve and conquer. God calls us to look at life as a gift. Control is not the goal and it cannot be the way to peace. Peace can only be found in the person of Jesus Christ. Come on. Isaiah 9 verses 6 to 7 describes Jesus. It says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. We live in a world where reality is that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. The peace that we are searching for cannot be found in somehow managing to control less than 15% 
90% of our lives. The peace that we are searching for can only be found in Him. Peace is a person. So, we're gonna take a look at a bit of a compare and contrast as to what our lives look like when peace is control versus when peace is the person of Jesus. It's gonna come up on a chart on the screen so that we can follow along. Number one, when peace is control in our lives, it can only exist in perfection, right? We're back to those mental images that we all pulled up a few moments ago. Everything is good, everything is right, everything is stable, all the problems have been solved, and only now is there the opportunity for peace, right? We all know that's never gonna be achievable. Life is messy, people are unpredictable, we are unpredictable, And yet, so often, we get stuck chasing this unattainable illusion. But conversely, when peace is a person, when peace is Jesus, we can find peace in the middle of the messiness and unpredictability of life in His presence. Circumstances can be good, they can be bad, they can be mediocre, they can be whatever, because His presence is our peace. We'll, we'll, we'll expand on it. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. 2 Thessalonians three sixteen. Now may the Lord of peace Himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with all of you. What is it saying? Jesus offers a different peace than the world. A different peace than the tranquility of being in control. Or more accurately, the tranquility of thinking that we're in control, right? It's a peace that transcends control. It is the peace of His proximity, His closeness to us. And I don't just mean the tangible presence of God that we experienced a moment ago as we were singing together or that we might experience when we're praying at home, um, though those are beautiful parts of His presence. I mean His presence that is with us and in us all of the time from the second that we choose Him as our Lord. And I also mean His presence that is with us because of His humanity. Emmanuel is one of Jesus' names. It means God with us. I don't know how close you feel to Jesus tonight. Maybe you feel like He is light years away. But can I encourage you? The truth is He is the God who saw the mess of the world, right? The mess of our lives. And He chose to respond to that by drawing near to that very mess at every cost to Himself. He was God with every privilege that comes with that. And His response to the sin of the world was not even to reach down and like give us a hand up, which would have been lovely. His response was that He would choose to come into it, into the earth in full humanness, right? He's so good. We often forget this about Jesus, the fact that He was fully man. Um, It can be a bit confusing because He was also fully God, which is a conversation for another day. But He was completely human, okay? Meaning He chose the mess and the pain and the reality of being like you and being like me so that He could draw near to us. Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathise with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we, yet he did not sin. If you feel like Jesus is far away from you tonight, please hear me. He chose to live the human experience that you are living right now so that he could be close to you and identify with you and ultimately bear the weight of all the ways in which you can never measure up. Come on. 
The Prince of Peace came to earth. He walked the earth. He knows the burden of anxiety. He knows the burden of stress. He knows the burden of depression. He knows the burden of burnout. He bore the weight of all of those things on the cross and then He defeated them permanently when He rose again. Church, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid is not some cutesy, naive saying that we can Instagram but never actually experience. Because Jesus came near, even death does not have to be the end for you and for me. And if in Him we need not fear death, then what else do we have to fear? Amen. The peace that we can experience because of the presence of Jesus may not always be accompanied by fluffy emotions or by dopamine, but it is a peace that is working right in the middle of the chaos of everyday life. God is right here. He is giving His peace and speaking His peace into a broken world, into your broken world. That is what it means to have the Holy Spirit dwelling with us. God is with us. The older I get, the more I am beginning to believe that maybe sometimes the best thing that can happen to us is the worst thing. That unthinkable thing, unimaginable thing that we fear more than anything, that we would control everything to prevent from ever happening. Because in that place, all we are left with is the presence of Jesus in our lives. And then we can discover that the place of true peace is His presence. Amen. All right, moving on. When peace is control in our lives, anxiety becomes an identity. Because so often we can't fix it, right? We can't change it and it becomes this insurmountable obstacle in our lives that we feel powerless over. Particularly in the younger generation, we are seeing this just like acceptance, just this resignation to the idea that anxiety is just gonna be part of who we are, part of our lives forever. It just is what it is. But... Conversely, when peace is a person, Jesus, our anxiety does not have to be who we are, but it can be an invitation to the one who is our peace. Philippians 4, 6-7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I don't read this to present a like naive, quick fix to anxiousness this evening. The misuse of this scripture really frustrates me when people are just like, well, don't be anxious about anything. Like, cheers. <laughs> Personally, that does not fix me. I don't know about you. We can't just wake up one day and decide, I'm not going to be anxious or stressed or fearful and then just, it's done, right? But that does not make the Scripture any less true or any less powerful. It actually makes it more so. The fact that Paul is saying, do not be anxious, means that he knows, he knew that the people he was writing to, which by extension is us, get anxious. And he is saying that anxiety is an invitation to connect with Jesus in prayer and in gratitude. And in fact, everything that is wrong or off kilter and difficult about our lives is an invitation to connect with Jesus in prayer. We often assume that our anxiousness and our issues are a sign that God is far away from us or that God is unreachable or that He's not active in our lives. But the truth is our anxiousness and our issues, they are a prompter, a reminder, a signal, come to Jesus and experience everything that is available to Him because He is always close. Remember, He is the God 
God with us. Sometimes we pray once or twice or 30 times and then we give up. But the invitation here is not a result. It is a relationship with the Prince of Peace himself. Church, there can be no such thing as an unanswered prayer when the goal is relationship, right? The Scripture says that in Christ Jesus, that is where the peace that guards our hearts and minds is found. There is no silver bullet for a life of peace. If there was, we would all be on it, I would be on it, and the Creator would be a trillionaire. The invitation, the real invitation is for a long life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ who transforms us to become more and more receptive to become more and more receptive to who He is and the peace He has to offer over a lifetime. We always want a quick fix. But you know what is better than snapping your fingers and having your current issue evaporate? Is an intimate relationship with the God who in any and every current issue that you face will never change. So in two weeks time, when you are worked up about something different than what you're worked up about tonight, He will be the same. He will be there inviting you to more of Himself and more of His peace. And in 16 years' time, when your life is completely different and you probably won't even remember the things that are plaguing you right now, He will be the same. He will be there inviting you to more of Himself and more of His peace. And when you are gone from this earth and your grandchildren in Jesus' Name are following Him, He will be the same, inviting them to more of Himself and more of His peace. Jesus is not the God of a silver bullet. He is the God who consistently invites us to a rich inner life lived with God that only gets better with time. Church, sometimes I think we put God on a schedule that He never signed up to and then hold Him accountable for being late. You know, the promises in His Word are true. All the Scriptures we have read tonight are true. It is our choice and our responsibility to believe them. No matter what comes, there is peace available to us in Him. Today, tomorrow, every day into eternity. So we just have to stay the path. Stay the path. Give Him access to more of yourself to be healed and transformed. If you don't yet know Him, if you don't yet call Him Lord, choose it tonight. Choose it right now. The options are a life that we cannot control, or a life that we cannot control that is kept and guarded by the maker of the universe who invites us to His peace. The band is welcome to join me whenever you're ready. And church, I do want you to hear me really clearly tonight because I am not saying that if you struggle with your mental health or if you carry trauma or if you struggle to regulate your emotions, solely pray and don't go get the help that you need outside of the church. I'm not saying that at all. And in fact, I consider my therapist a gift from God and an answered prayer in my life. I love how Pastor Spencer articulates it. He says, good theology and good therapy will always align with each other, right? God is the architect of science, of our mind, of our brain. He helps and heals us in many ways. I would encourage us that the tools that are available to us is part of stewarding the minds and the bodies that God has given us. So what I am saying, and I want you to hear, what I am saying is that the ultimate experience of peace in this life can only be found in a relationship with Jesus, the Prince of Peace, which we engage with through a life of prayer. A life just lived with Him a life spent talking to Him, a life spent opening up our whole selves to Him, mind, body, spirit, going through the days and the nights and the weeks and the years with Him for life. Yeah? 
Alright, last comparison. When peace is control in our lives, it's all about me. It becomes this self-focused thing. It becomes all about how am I feeling? Where am I at? How's this going to affect me? What are these people going to think of me? And the me-centric questions that we can get consumed with are endless. Right? We've all either been that person ourselves or known that person who just cannot see anything outside of themselves and their own situation. And it is very much not compelling. Conversely, when peace is a person, Jesus, our life can never be just about us. Nothing of Jesus is ever limited to us. Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. It has been said that in making peace, we find more of it. And yet often we are so consumed with finding our own inner peace that we forget that we are called to make peace in this world. Part of experiencing peace is bringing peace to others. Now, does that mean that we run around breaking up physical fights? Not necessarily. It means that we spend our lives bringing about good and bringing about the Gospel in the world. We find peace in a life of purpose. Sometimes we are just spiralling down a rabbit hole of being self-consumed and all the while the answer is outside of ourselves in helping someone else. In following through with sponsoring that child whose photo you grabbed last week, in stepping into service and carrying more responsibility in God's house, in considering how much am I walking in His purpose for me outside of His house, in just loving the people in our world the way Jesus has loved us, in choosing humility over entitlement, in choosing joy over complaining, in choosing honouring someone over disrespecting them, in choosing to keep our mouth shut over gossiping, in choosing to go to sleep at an hour that will allow us to be kind the next morning. <laughs> It's real though, in monitoring our digital inputs to protect what we're exposing our hearts and our minds to. You know, Thomas Akempis once said, all men desire peace, but not all men, but very few men desire those things that make for peace. It's good. This is for someone tonight. Sometimes we are asking and asking and asking for peace, but we are refusing to remove ourselves from the situations and the environments and the relationships and the habits and the apps that are blocking the Prince of Peace from our lives. Okay? If it is not marked by greater holiness, greater righteousness, greater love for God and greater love for others, it can't be true peace. A life lived for others, a life lived in wisdom, a life of being a peacemaker is an invitation for greater peace in our own lives. Church, why don't you stand with me? When we understand that peace is a person, we will number one, find peace in His presence. We will number two, see our anxiety as an invitation to deeper relationship with Him. And we will number three, spend our lives bringing peace to others. This is not a quick fix. This is an invitation to the richest kind of life that there is to be lived in this world. A life lived with the God who is the Prince of Peace. Church, life in this world is a miracle. We cannot control it to do what we want all of the time, but we can live in peace with a deep trust in the miracle worker who created it. He is peace and His peace is available to you. Amen? Amen. Team, why don't you lead us and we'll see Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. 
and let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.